Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home News Radio 840 WHAS Good Sunday morning, Bob Sikoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show I just heard someone taking a big breath Are you excited or just ready that you're glad that we're on the air it's the christmas season it is the christmas season all right we've got the here till the top of the hour we've got a great show and with us joining us brad lawler owner of home team inspection service they're the number one home team inspection service in the country seven years in uh, a row. I'm a, we're, we're oh. not quite to seven all right six, six years 11 months we're truth in advertising close. all right you can reach brad and his team they do a great job 844-411-TEAM also, another guy does a great job, Kevin Dissler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Good to see you, Kevin. Hey, good, good morning. Have you on? My son, Greg, is here, and he Howdy. is he is ready. He's been, last week, he was out shooting video, you may remember, and uh, we are thrilled to have him here. He does a great job with our marketing, photography, and so much more. And uh, you can reach me, Bob Sekoler, anytime, day or night. Just wait till after the show. Call me, 376 376- Five four eight three. We're constantly scouring Louisville and Southern Indiana. I'm licensed in Southern Indiana as well to find homes to put on the market and sell. Because of this first story, it is official. The housing inventory in America is at a crisis level. The number of active listings hit an all-time low during the week ending November 28th. That's according to a Redfin report published this past Wednesday. Yep. Uh, yeah, and it's tough because we really do need homes to list and sell. Obviously, the key is finding your next home, and we have ways to get that done to make it work for you. Just give me a call, and I'll give you a number in a little bit. Will COVID-19's Omicron variant infect the housing market, or is real estate immune? That's a question a lot of people are asking. And according to Realtor.com, Chief Economist Danielle Hale believes Omicron could lead to a continuation of the housing trends that have been playing out during the pandemic. Inventory likely to remain scarce, prices stay high, uh, but the growth in them will slow and the popularity of the suburbs will endure. Here's one that is uh, pretty perplexing. I think you'll appreciate this to begin with. 10 cities with the lowest cost of living. If you're a consumer, survey holds true that Americans are indeed more willing to move to find affordable places to live and certain locales may hold the most promise and be poised for growth. I give you the top 10 list. Well, I'll give you just a couple. Uh, Coming in at number one, Wichita, Kansas. Cincinnati's number two. Tulsa, Oklahoma, number three. But coming in at number seven, ladies and gentlemen, Louisville, Kentucky. How about them apples? No surprise there. (laughs) We should have some applause. Now, just as good as that is, here is another study that a lot of studies this week out by early bird i've never heard of them they sell mattresses and pillows and that type of stuff and they say north dakota ranked as the happiest out of all 50 states after performing in well in a number of different factors including the highest level of income growth over the past year the second best score for open spaces and beauty and the highest number of national parks per square foot just so you know, I pulled the other number. really great hiking here, too, by the way. Well, you can tell the them this. Gorge, the park system here is amazing, but we have, they're we have, ready to expand it. All right, history test. 50 or 51 states? 50, right? Oh, 50. Yeah. 50. Okay. Still 50. Probably, so, yeah, just, yeah, I'm reminding you because of what I'm about to tell you. Indiana came in 38th in this poll, 38th of 50. Kentucky, 50. 50 of, of what? 
of the happiest places where the least happiest state, according to Early Bird. This is this company that does mattresses. So if I'm you, I don't buy anything from Early Bird. That, they don't even know. I mean, <laughs> really? Really? I don't, I, buy, I don't buy it. I've been to plenty of other states that seem way more happy than we are here in Kentucky. Yeah. Especially right. Louisville. Yeah. And is it a same? What's the sample size? Is it? Is it uh, the, I've only broke it down. We only have a half hour show. And we got a lot of questions. What's the sample? <laughs> I mean, yeah. like we said, there's hiking, there's beautiful mountains. I get it. Don't don't kill a messenger. Remember uh, that? Publix is, Publix is on its right. way. They're getting ready to build two grocery stores here in Louisville. Yeah, I know. I know you one know, right by you. don't know about Publix, we're super excited your, about that. Your wife, Casey, was jumping in the office yesterday. Like, yeah, it's Publix. It's Publix. And, and Texas fans of the show, yeah. Bucky's coming north of Bowling Green. Very excited no about that as we go to Nashville. If you don't know what Bucky's Ooh, is, we don't look know. it up. All right. It's the greatest rest stop. My Texas people will love us. Oh, yeah, greatest okay. rest stop in history. Look it up. All right, moving on. We're doing our COVID shows. That means Zoom. That means that you can see a copy of this show. If you'd like to see it or play it to keep it in for posterity, go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. It'll take you to our YouTube channel where this is being broadcast as well. But just FYI, just so you know, because of that, we're not taking calls on the air like we did in the past. We take your emails, we read the emails, and then we answer the emails to get a question on the air. A lot of you have sent them to me. Send an email, bob at com In the subject line, put radio question. And then in the body of the email, put the question. So let's start with Kevin. Let's go to you. Aaron sent us an email saying he put an offer in on a home using a contract that he found online. And the home was being sold by the owner. So that's what we call a for sale by owner or FISBO. They a couple, he, Aaron and the guy who was selling it agreed upon $300,000 for the price of the house. And then the lender, who is, we don't name the name, I don't know who it is, but he doesn't name it, says the appraisal shows the house is only worth 275000 Got it? Contract for three hundred. appraiser at 275000 The seller of the home says he has the agreed contract for 300000 and he's going to have to, the buyer, Aaron's going to have to come up with the additional $25,000 to buy the house. And so Aaron is asking, what can he do now? Well, he got he got a contract off the internet, which is a uh, not a good idea to begin with. Yeah. But but it's an appraisal contingency. If you all you have professional realtors involved in the transaction, there's appraisal contingency. Although I have to say, in the market and like it's been the last year and a half, a lot of people waive that. But without the appraisal contingency, you agree to purchase it for three hundred thousand. Uh, if there may be a loan contingency on it, but if the gentleman has the ability to come up with the extra funds technically he would be in breach if he didn't close. So let's recap here for everybody listening. One, this is the importance of using a real estate agent who will use a board certified contract written by attorneys, which allows you to have the contingency that says if it doesn't appraise and there's no other writing that says we'll cover it, then the deal either falls apart or the seller comes down in price or you as the buyer come up with cash. That at yeah, this point, and, yeah. Well, I was just saying, it's such a hot market now. A lot of times you either waive the appraisal, which is a dangerous thing to do, mm-hmm. or else in that situation, you would negotiate with the list agent to try to come up with, okay, how are we going to make up for the difference? It's becoming more and more of an issue just in the hot market that we're in. Right. And, it, and we don't know that that wasn't the case in this contract. I don't know if he indicated if there was an appraisal contingency in there. No, he uh, just it did not. Well, he didn't. I don't think he even knew appraised. Yeah. So the question would be, I mean, yeah. the other option would be just to back out. If there is an appraisal contingency that gives you the, the 
leverage to say, we don't agree on this term, then. But can he back out? So what I say, well, if, Aaron. Say the normal, our normal yeah. board yeah, certified right. contract yeah. in yeah. Louisville, Kentucky has an appraisal contingency. If it's, a, if it's contingent upon the appraisal and it comes back low, yeah. then the seller can then say, and correct me if I'm wrong, if anything's changed, they can walk away and say, you either pay the price you agreed to or we put it back on the market or we come to an agreement and we can void this contract if we can't come to an agreement. Kevin, you had something on that? Yeah, I was just saying the gentleman's probably looking at the seller can retain the good faith deposit, deposit right? and then could still go after the buyer for breach. It just, it's something you're buying, a, you're investing $300,000 and you need to have a professional Without a doubt. realtor and or have at least an attorney review the contract. That is correct. And uh, we'll give out numbers in a little bit, Aaron, best to you. Moving on. All right, Brad, Leon, writing in, he is saying... Uh, he's selling his home. He has a contract on it, but he notes on line 31, interesting, 31, that the security system is mentioned in the contract. His contract with his security company expired, and he actually cut the wires to prevent the security system from going off in his house. I'm not sure why you do that, but he did. And so Leon says, does he have any responsibility to have the security system working as long as all the equipment is in place. So Brad, let's start with you. And then Kevin, we're going to you because there's a legal aspect to this, but Brad, do you even examine security systems? Yeah, no. So uh, alarm systems are outside the scope of a home inspection. Um, more often than not, uh, security systems are taken with the clients in many cases. Um, but you know what we always recommend a client does if they're moving into a house with a brand name security system, then and they want to reactivate it, then we have them work directly with that alarm company. But actually, alarm systems are not in the scope of the home inspection. The home inspector will not inspect it. The only portion of it that we will attempt to test, if possible, is the uh, is the smoke detector. But we're not checking to see whether or not signals are are getting to a monitoring center and whether or not uh, there's a response that takes place there. So yeah, that would be outside the scope of what we would normally be looking at. Got it. And Kev, is there any legal uh, something that he has to worry about uh, in terms of uh, Leon having to have the the home uh, alarm system working? Well, I think, you know, it always goes down to a reasonable person standard. And when I buy a home and they say they have an alarm system, yeah. I think a reasonable person would assume if you call up the security to have it turned on, that the alarm system would be functioning. If yeah. they damaged it for whatever reason, I think they would be responsible uh, to pay the cost to repair. Uh, it's just I, I well, I'm 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 assuming that I'm buying it where if I call up ADT and I know there's quite a few others that the equipment is there as long as I set up the service, it should function. If they have to come out and do repairs, I think I've got a pretty good claim against the seller. Uh, Greg went ahead and put in his own system. How's that working yeah, out for you? There's there's a lot. I mean, we I have control for so I've got a local. I've actually got a local company that does monitoring, and it's one of the Honeywell systems. There's a whole bunch of different stuff out there, and 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 just to throw a wrench in what Kevin said. I mean, you may you. I hear what Kevin's saying as far as the seller being responsible to possibly fix it, but these technologies change so fast. You could call ADT, and that could that system might be out of date. Yeah. So are you going to go after? The seller now, because the equipment's out of date, cutting the wires is one thing, and then there's disclosures. And I understand if you're advertising it as my home has an alarm system, you would want it to check to see if it's working. 
Uh, yeah. I was to say one th one thing, Greg. Too there, you know, beyond the alarm system, many of these are home automation systems. Those right. are different animals, uh, right. where the alarms are tying into the control panels that operate the HVAC, through, yeah. Yeah. water tank, water heaters, et, et cetera. That's a, I mean, that's a different kind of discussion, I think. And we we go through that all the time on high price point homes, where you will have clients pull out the brains, so to speak, and they'll take it with them and they'll disclose this house is wired for C4, control four, whatever, whatever type of high speed networking you have. Um, but we're taking the computer part out of it and you would need to replace it if you want it to work this way, because those things are valuable and they can run up. You can have, a, I mean, I've been in a house that has over a hundred thousand dollars of equipment just for the automation. Um, and they want to take that to the next well, we, house, so. We've had a couple of closings where the ring systems, where they're kind of hardwired to the mm -hmm. owner so that the seller has to disconnect and take that with them and yep. then give them money or a new system because you can't transfer it apparently. And that's like when, so my old home, just for a perfect example, I had a ring doorbell system and everything. What I did was before we put it on the market, I pulled out everything I wanted to take with and replaced it with whatever was functioning or we just didn't have it on that specific system and we didn't advertise it as such. So when we, they came in, we always recommend if you're going to take that stuff with you, either disconnect it or make sure it's known in the literature when you're listing. So, home but as Greg, you make a, an interesting, actually, Kevin, you do. So ring, we have a ring or nest cameras that are tied to the house, screwed in. Technically, if something is screwed to the house, it stays with the house. Any if, fixture, any yeah. fixture though that's replaced before, I mean, if it's reasonably, if you don't average, like if I have a chandelier, a thousand dollar chandelier, and I take it down before you ever see it, and I put it up, I put a, I put a base plate up that's just a white plate. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you don't, you're not entitled to that. I didn't advertise that. Well, we've we've just had a series of complaints. It's a ring system. It's not there when the buyers move in, and it's mm. been explained that the ring system is. You, you can't transfer from Greg to me, so Greg has to take it with him, and I'm not sure what the technology is, yeah. and it, it may be a number, but that's come up quite a bit. And, and again, if there's a ring system, when you look at the home, you think you're going to get it, and then when you move in, it's either pulled out or else it will not operate. Yeah, the, take the, kicker. the takeaway is, for everybody listening, if you're putting your house on the market before pictures are taken and before you list the house so that there are buyers sure. coming in, Take the equipment that you want off the walls or off the front door. If it's a front door doorbell, or, or write it in the contract, like we always yeah, say. Yeah, right. It, but that could there are, yeah, there are provisions and yeah, lines right. in, in this professional contract to watch out for that stuff. We are going to take a break. When we come back, more of your questions. Also, our story for today: the uh, I think it's the top five modeling prospects or projects to boost resale value. With us here, we have Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. You can reach him at 844-411-TEAM. Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. You can reach me at 376-5483, Bob Seguller, by the way. You can also head to Louisville Sellers Talk to see and hear videos of what our clients say about us. My son, Greg, also here, who does our photography, marketing, and so much more. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. 
Pitt and Frank has been serving your community for over 30 years in real estate closings and our title professionals educate the real estate industry both locally and throughout the state. Tell your loan officer and realtor to close with Pitt and Frank where we pride ourselves on being your trusted real estate closing expert. Pitt and Frank, signed, sealed and delivered at 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Need a smart, innovative agent? Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. You know choosing the right agent is important, so you'll want to review their performance before hiring them. I love agents that invest their own money into smart marketing, which gets you more qualified buyers and more money for your home. Bottom line, you have to trust them. In Louisville, you can trust Bob and Greg Sokola. Like me, Bob and Greg understand cutting-edge marketing. Google Bob and Greg Sokola, and you won't go wrong. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sokola, Louisville Real Estate Show. With us continuing, Kevin Disler from Pitt and Frank Attorneys. They do a great job at 895-9900, getting your loan closed. You can pick the attorney you want to close your loan, and they will do it for you. They do a great job. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. You can pick the home inspection service that you use. The deal is Home Team Inspection is the best in the area. I'm just telling you from personal experience. And you can call Brad Lawler and his folks at 844-411-TEAM. You can reach my son, Greg, through me. Greg does all of our marketing, some spectacular photography. And you can reach me at 376-5483. By the way, Greg, the other night you were showing me uh, some of your Instagram quick hits on the of some of the homes we listed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Will you send me a couple of those videos just when you get a chance? Just put them in a Dropbox. Yeah. Bob, it doesn't really work that way. I, I just need some videos. I want to show off your stuff. The way it works is you have to go to the Instagram right. account. I can't just, all right. it's not like I can sit. How do we get to your Instagram account? How do we get there? Audio and all that good stuff. Just giving a hard time, but it's true. I can't just send it. To you got to go to the. You got to go to uh, the Greg Sokoler Instagram page. Okay, so okay. folks, that's how you want. If you want to see it, that's the way to go see it. All right, uh, Anthony is selling a home built with four bedrooms with approval from the health department for a septic. Brad, after receiving a contract, the buyer septic inspection says the tank was only built for a three bedroom home. Another septic inspector hired by the seller says the tank was actually sized for a four-bedroom house. The buyers did not want to get in the middle of a feud over the septic tank, and they walked away. Now what? So it's a th- it's a supposedly a four-bedroom septic. The, the septics are sized, right? And I know yeah, you don't right. do septic mm-hmm. inspections yourself. Right. Any advice for what Anthony should do at this point? No, I think that we've, we've you know, what, what's more common is uh, we run into situations where sellers have disclosed that homes are on on sewer lines and it turns out that they're on septic. So wow. I think it, I think the, the, the takeaway for any of this is, you know, a lot of septic systems will run just fine, um, you know, with, with a, you know, size for, you know, three bedroom home, there may be four bedrooms there, but the number of people in the home may only be two or three people, and they and they work fine. I think one of the things a plumber, a septic service is going to do is make sure that, you know, from the the amount of of 
flow waste that's that's flowing through that system that is it's it's sized correctly based on not just the the number of rooms but the number of occupants in the uh, in the house. I think that's where the size misses come when they they put a smaller tank in because the people that built the house it may have been a couple of two, and then a family of six moves in next, and then the system is uh, is not operating correctly. Got it. A couple of quick uh, things to mention. Uh, thank you to Barbara Corcoran, who uh, has endorsed us, and uh, we know the value of, of her uh, expertise. And uh, Greg and I are flying up uh, this week to uh, meet with her and shoot a new commercial with her. So we're thrilled about that. And also, we mentioned, you know, there are a variety of things you can do to remodel your home to boost the resale value. Some of the things that we think are important that you could do, easy things like painting. And the average paint cost uh, a project costs between $900 and uh, $3,000. We actually have vendors who do it for a lot less. They're very inexpensive. So if you ever need a vendor, feel free to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to help you with this. No obligation on that. Keep flooring consistent. So if you have different types of floor, you want to try to minimize the different types of floors that you have. Carpet and different color woods in the same house confuse buyers. Brighten the kitchen. So clean the kitchen, bright colors, uh, then also replace dated countertops and appliances in the kitchen. That will help you get some more value. And then hire a professional cleaner for your bathroom. And I can tell you this from experience that we had, um, and I won't know, one of the big companies come in and do the bathroom with their steam cleaner. Unbelievable grout turned white. <laughs> Who knew it was white? I thought it was great. Well, you know, so, yeah. Uh, and another easy thing you can do real quick is change out the old light bulbs it's easy uh look at look at look at uh i know we get into the the debate about warmer cool temperatures bob likes yeah. still more traditional yellow uh warmer lights warm right go cooler more neutral don't go cool sterile hospital blue but i'm telling you you go into these homes and sometimes you'll have like the the and I've got new construction homes where builders will still put in lights. They'll paint the walls beautiful, nice, neutral gray. And then they'll come in with these like yellowy old flood lamps. I'm like, just put in neutral LEDs. Had it done in my house. It, it It's a mood booster. It's great. I'm telling you, it's an easy fix. Inexpensive. Yeah. And okay. lowers yep. your energy. That's even better. All right. This come in for Kevin. This is important, man. I, I sent you an email to, on this. Lester sent us an email. He says, I went to rent a home that was on Zillow. The owner said he was living out of town. So Lester sent a check for the first month's deposit and one month's rent to the supposed owner with the promise that he would send, the owner would send him the keys when he got the checks. He says, now he can't reach the owner. What needs to be done? We, we've been talking about this, Lester, and apparently you may have missed this. I even did a story with Wave 3 about a year ago about how prevalent this is. Kevin, anything that you know of and how to avoid being scammed? Well, it's just like that's a Craigslist. Usually you have an yeah. advertisement for a property. You respond to it. The gentleman's in Florida. Um, you just have to be careful, and I think what, what you're going back and forth on, on this and, and the, the, the deed fraud that's becoming somewhat prevalent here in town mm -hmm. you just got to be careful you got to be very cautious you can't trust you have to verify anything um you can file a police report the chance of you getting your money back probably slim if not done so very quickly visit the property before paying the security deposit or signing a lease 
If a rental uh, isn't available for an in-person walkthrough, don't rent the property. Also, be sure to view a rental before paying a security deposit or signing a lease. Watch out for odd payment requests. Research the owner and the listing. Watch out for poor grammar. That's a key tip-off. Also, work with reputable companies when they're when renting out. Don't use these people who put stuff on um, Craigslist or Zillow even. To report scams, this is important, Lester, call the Attorney General's Consumer Protection Hotline, and that number is 1-888-432-9257. Got it? Well, one other quick suggestion is you can go online to the county clerk, the PVA, the sheriff, and actually determine who is the actual person that owns the property. And uh, just try to make sure that... uh, the person you're dealing with is either that person or a representative of that person and confirm it's a representative of that person. And the, Correct. They, they'll let you on free to PVA, any of the counties in, in the area to look up the basic information. Correct. All right. So Brad, Robbie has his home under contract received a repair request that includes a request to paint the window lentils. Robbie's asking what is a lentil and why does it need to be painted? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the lintel is the the steel piece uh, that is above an opening. Um, It is a piece of metal that needs to be coated in order that it doesn't corrode, rust, and lose its weight-bearing ability. Um, If you've ever seen uh, the brick over a garage door, uh, for instance, sometimes it will sag because the lintel has failed. Um, These things can also happen over windows, uh, where they are supporting heavier brickwork, maybe decorative brickwork above them. But yeah, that is, uh, that is a, a metal piece that is often ignored and it needs to remain sealed up tight, coated, so that they don't, they don't rust and uh, lose their ability to hold all that weight up. So let me follow up with that. And I can remember, I look at a lot of homes and I, in many cases, the builders don't paint the lentil. Should yes. that be painted by the builder if it really does need to be painted? Yes, it should be. They come they come with a coating on them. The steel will come coated, but that's just coming from the plant so that it doesn't oxidize and rust while it's sitting out in a yard before it's installed. But it should have a, a permanent sealant uh, that the, 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 the oils and things should be cleaned off the metal prepared and then a coat of paint put on it, uh, you know, metal coating paint, not just an exterior, you know, latex paint uh, before the, uh, the, the builder leaves the site. All right. One more question we have time for here. Kevin, this is yours. Tootie, Tootie and her husband finished their basement when they bought their home five years ago. They did this themselves. They did not pull permits before finishing it. Legally, do they face any problems since they did all the work themselves. And I know, Brad, you had mentioned in a previous show, you the home inspectors don't look for permits. Is that right. correct? Yep. That's correct. Yeah, we don't pull permits. We don't so check not pull, permits. Don't check permits. So, Kev, so Tootie and her husband, are they in trouble because they didn't pull a permit? Well, I, th- I think the general rule is you have the right to do your own work. Mm-hmm. However, you still have the obligation to make sure your work complies with the code. Mm-hmm. So even if they don't pull a permit, their work still has to meet certain standards so that if they go to sell the property, uh, any, say, plumbing work, electrical work they do still has to be up to code. So, and you, obviously, unless you pull the walls down for inspectors to see electrical plumbing and that type of thing, and then get the approval, there's going to be tough roads ahead. 
legal action, I guess, is what they're asking, Kevin. Is is there a potential for legal action? We we have had a number of instances in the past. Buyer buys the property. The type of work that you just mentioned, you cannot see, and and Brad could not with his inspection determined, find out later that the work was not done up to code and you have a lawsuit because Mm -hmm. of it. Uh, So if you do the work and there's plenty of people that do, you still have to make sure that the work is done in accordance with code. Got it, buddy. Thank you. We are out of time, by the way, if you'd like to uh, see what our reviews are like, because we're constantly looking to help people list and sell their homes as well as for buyers, the people who are looking to buy, we have lots of agents to help you. But you can read our reviews going to louisvillezillow.com or louisvillegoogle.com. It'll redirect you right to those sites. All right. We wrap up today thanking Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. Also, Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys. And you can reach Kevin and his group over at Pitt & Frank at 895 My son, Greg, who actually did finish his own basement uh, at one point uh, in the past, and so did I, and we pulled permits. So there you go. Uh, You can reach me anytime. 376-5483 is my direct number. Love to hear from you. And folks, you have a – guys, you have a good time, good day, good week, good weekend. You take care. Kev, Fred, Greg. All right. Thank you very much. Yep. And we will see you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHAS.